so tell me about your overview of the Omaha comedy scene now. <laughs> How, <laughs> oh, um, let's see. It's it, like I said, it's been a week. All right, exciting. On the night that Dave Chappelle took the stage at the CHI Center, I took the stage at the Dubliner in a much more cool show, and I was happy to do it and really excited to welcome to Omapod the wonderful comedian and host, Brooke Barcel. Brooke, welcome. Thank you, thank you. You've had a rough week. You're rallying. I am rallying. You're powering through. You weren't expecting to do this. <laughs> On a I Monday. Yes. I think this is consensual, sir. Yes, it is. This The form has been signed, so... Well, we are literally in a booth in the Dubliner. How long have you hosted this show? This open mic has been maybe three years going. How long have you done comedy? Five years. Are you from here? Mm -hmm. Born and raised. Awesome. What inspired you to take the stage and was it something you always thought about? It's not something I ever thought that I could do. I actually was a dancer. I did a lot of dancing and cheerleading growing up. Which is physical comedy, really. Exactly. Yeah. And then trauma, I think, leads you to comedy. Yes. Comedy, I like to call it. being good at other things. Wow. A lot of failing. Yes. And then here I am. You said, let's do it more publicly Uh and just explain. Explicitly, and that's yes. I mean that, and I had a middle schooler I was teaching, and he told me I should try stand-up comedy. Oh, <laughs> and if okay. it comes from a middle schooler, like they know what's up. Were you using the class to test material and do your thing? Were you more interested? Not on in purpose. Pr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you getting laughs? I was getting okay. laughs, mostly with math. A yeah. lot of math laughs. Those are I was some like, of the hardest. Oh, we to gotta get. delete our X. Ha! Huh? <laughs> Wish we could do that in real life. Yeah. And you thought, I got to take this, I got to share this with the masses. Yes, especially like in the Dubliner on a Monday. Yeah, exactly. And it was massive crowds. I was like, who's at Chappelle with yeah. all these people Obviously here? Obviously, they were all here. I don't think anyone <laughs> showed up to see Chappelle. Yeah, I don't either. Who even really knows who he Chappelle is? Chappelle who? Is it, did I say it right? Is it Chappelle? I think or? it's Chapelle. Mm. And that's something not a lot of people know. It's Chapelle. Chapelle. Yeah. So tell me about your first show that you ever did. Did it take a lot to build up the courage to do it? Or what was the first stage experience like? Yeah, so I did improv for a few years. So I got super used to failing in front of stage. (laughs) And then I did a stand-up class and I learned how to write jokes. And then I like practiced and then I performed all those jokes that I wrote and it was the best feeling ever yeah yeah did when and I've done improv too and stand up not well no laughter has never really been part of it but I've gone on stage and talked and that's enough for me but improv, you're relying on someone else. Yeah, and that's I found the worst. That, yes, that's I the worst. found that frustrating where it's, <laughs> now we're on Mars. And well, you're like, oh, I'm reading a book on Mars. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't mind that all of that we were in prison yet. Right. Now we're on Mars, and now I'm upset. Where did you do improv at the back line? Yes, okay. yes. They and, have classes there. That's yeah. where I started. When you mm-hmm. started taking the classes, what did you make of it? Did you always have in the back of your mind, maybe I'm a solo performer? Or was that just learning and exciting? How did you enjoy that? I enjoyed the games that we played, but the shows were intense because, yeah, all the other people involved in trying to, like, say a joke, but you're not supposed to say jokes. In improv, you're supposed to make it real. And I was like, wait until I can just get up on stage and do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first time you did it, how did you do? I did really well, actually. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do. It's because you're free from the self-consciousness. 
I, that same thing happened for me. It was the second and third time where I was like, oh, it's not working the same. And that's when you almost are tested to really keep doing it. How, as you did it two, three times, what was the gap between your first and second time? Hmm, I think after I did my first showcase, I just started going to almost every open mic that I could. Yeah. And then it didn't take too much longer because there's a lot of shows you can do in Omaha when you're first sh- starting out yeah. for newer comedians. And I know a now long, long are. time ago there wasn't. Yes. The yeah. ancient dinosaur times mm-hmm. I was telling you of. The Omaha comedy scene right now, there's a lot of like Zach Peterson, right? He's traveled a lot. And he was so, here tonight. Mm-hmm, he was in. here tonight. Wonderful he had set. some new jokes. Yes. He was very funny. Very good. He has some comedy comedy stand-up classes that he teaches yeah. and he's been doing that fairly consistently so there's always these new comics that are coming in and trying he's got a great concept for a podcast about people who are not on the coast that's right no coast yes. or something like that yep. mm-hmm. and, and so check that out i've enjoyed that too but sorry continue on on the scene yeah so he has a lot of classes for new stand-ups and then there's a lot of like i said shows for new comedians to try him out and then Mike's almost every night of the week. Yeah. And then we have shows. The Dubliner has shows once or twice a month. The Backline has shows three nights a week. Funny Bone. There's a few bar shows. What's your favorite type of show to do here? That's a good question. I like when, gosh, there's some at Blackstone Theater when they'll do a trick when you have to do your regular stand-up joke, but with a trick if you're getting shooted nerf guns at you yeah. and then you're dodging bullets while you're trying to tell your jokes um there's a lot of creative shows here i mean you could do uh, on facebook there's a couple groups whether you're just a fan and want to check them out or whether you're interested in getting involved and it's a supportive scene here you can at least if there's not a ton of audience you can get good feedback and people are supportive and nice yeah they'll still clap or laugh and, and not just yell at you yeah And you do a Friday night show here. Mm -hmm. It's usually the first Friday of the month. Once a month. Mm -hmm. And what are some of your favorite performances or memories from doing that Friday show? It's called Comedic Therapy. So it's like the cheapest therapy in town. (laughs) Um, It used to be first Monday of the month, but we've noticed it's a lot better to do a show on a Friday. Yes. Oh, gosh. We've had a lot of fun, fun comedians come in. I think the last one was probably a couple months ago, but Aaron Scarborough came up from Kansas City and by the time he got to his set, the laughs were just rolling and rolling, and he could just look at us, and we were all laughing. Yeah. some Friday night, there's something to the energy of people getting off work. In a club week environment, that can be dangerous sometimes where you think, oh, this is going to be great, and then they're actually too drunk because right. they got out or they mm-hmm. had happy hour at work, and then suddenly it's got this weird edge. Sometimes Saturday can even be a little subdued, but if you catch the right Friday night and there's nothing like it when you're really rolling. And then the Monday night show is open mic. Anyone Mm -hmm. could come in here if you're listening to this and are curious about trying. You literally just have to find you and sign up. Yep. They just put their name on the list and they get five minutes. And some people only do two minutes because it's different. It's not just like getting up and telling a story. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really have a gift to tell. I'm jealous of storytelling comedians. Some people think it's going to be really easy, but there's more to it than just what you've told your friends a funny story. And you have to have patience and stamina to really commit to it and tell it. I've never been good at that or just joke telling comedy either. (laughs) Uh, Well, sometimes it's like you're waiting for the end of the story. Like you're waiting for whatever. And they have to tell it in a way that's so funny the whole time. Yeah. That the whole thing is funny, not just the end. Yep. You have to intersperse a 
little bit of a joke or just something that kind of stimulates mm -hmm. the audience i would say like every 25 seconds if you're doing like a elongated story oh see so yeah, yeah. you need a laugh and mm -hmm. if you're doing the club week you, you better be doing that or the manager isn't going to be cool with yeah you they know, won't have you back and, and word starts to spread so when you look ahead to the next phase of your career where do you want to take this what, what's your goal what, what's your dream down the line Hmm, I love comedy. I like touring. I like going to different places and doing comedy. I'd like to do a queer comedy mic, maybe with allies and more women supported so that they know that they're safe when they come here and they could have a really good time. I'd like to do more of that. I like producing shows. Do you find the diversity of the scene not ideal certainly sometimes but it's it, challenging yeah for a long time it was just mostly white guys and yep. you don't want all white guys on every single show no so luckily more and more women and trans comedians are coming up and there's more to pick from yeah what excites you about when you see people come in the door to do your show what do you find most exciting is it discovering diamonds in the rough or is it doing your own material or is it if someone like zach comes in or a stranger with a podcast who's setting up mics <laughs> out of crazy person out yeah, of nowhere that that's what yes. i like the most she, people frowning. that are gonna trap me in a booth yes. in the back of a basement right. bar um <laughs> security no i honestly like all of those that's the fun thing about hosting an open mic is someone might come in like today there's a new guy that just got here from denver and then we'll have a comedian from new york and then it gives all these comedians hear something to see give them a bigger perspective of the comedy scene were there 11 performers tonight or 12 roughly mm, yeah how many were you 12. familiar with i had emailed you before Maybe at least eight okay so a couple new ones tonight yeah it yeah. seemed to me there were a couple and there was a, a great vibe here people were riffing off of each other mm -hmm. and there can be some really stilted mics i'm sure you've seen where if, if there's three or four uncomfortable performers in a row that can really drag yeah tonight the... it wasn't it was pretty nice tonight yeah and then what does the management think of this are they pretty supportive most and... of the time yeah, yeah. Uh, the managers were here tonight they love it they have yeah. a good time sometimes they'll come on the friday night shows and bring their friends what's it like when you bomb and not that you've ever Ooh. bombed personally but you've heard <laughs> from friends and i could go on and on sure. That's, i could do three hours but yeah, I think then you just go and you write new jokes. And you can't worry too much about how you did it wrong. Just like, how can you do it better the next time? I've got to get my notebook. This is some wisdom. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, that's a wise outlook. I've yeah. found going to what they call a liquor store oh. has been <laughs> helpful after bombing. And then going to the roof of the apartment and just... And then thinking about jumping. Yeah, yeah. yelling at God mm -hmm. and yelling at yourself. And it's a routine I have. <laughs> I guess any closing thoughts or anything you'd say to a young performer that's on the fence about whether they should try it or not? I've always told people whether you think you should do it, it's something everyone should do once. And even tonight, we had a dude who was, I guess he said he was 60, an older gentleman. Sure. And, and that was more of a rant, mm -hmm. but it was fine. And yeah, it was he interesting. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. My advice, I think, because everyone wants to be somebody else sometimes. Yeah. And I think you're the most funny when you're telling the truth about you. Yeah. And if they can just say what their weirdness is and their funny perspective on life, it's going to be really fun to watch. Hyper-specific is hyper-universal. Don't try to do something that everybody is going to respond to. That usually will flop. If you tell something, you're like, 
I'm not sure I should say this. That's probably the direction you should be going in. Usually. And that's what, gonna, what people are going to respond to. I've heard. I read uh-huh. that in a book. <laughs> did you have any friends that went to Chappelle? There was a couple people that won tickets from the back line. They did the little giveaway. That. So them. Do you yeah. like Chappelle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm not, like, obsessed, but yeah. I definitely admire him as... A comedian. Who of the comedians locally, maybe that are up and coming, we talked about Zach. Are there any young comedians that really turn you on or that you think are really... Oh, I'm not allowed to be turned on by them. (laughs) That's Um. illegal in this state, I know. (laughs) I'll rephrase that. Tyler Walsh. Yeah. He's been doing really well, has a little TikTok following, and he's so unique and funny on his own, just his goofy um, rodeo stories. Yeah. It's Um, got a little bit of a rural mm-hmm. take on it of, of, I've seen some of his stuff but I have and not then, met um, him Cameron Logston yeah he's uh does impressions yeah so he can do lots and lots of impressions and I think he has over a million yeah followers the now TikTok. that's where it's at now you don't have to be out there it, LA is a mess right now you don't want to be out there for no, sure it's the thing any final thoughts anything that wasn't covered and you want to address the state of the <laughs> comedy world you want to go home and sleep I believe that comedy is a gift, like it's a gift to get up and to share and to help people change their perspective. With comedy, you can make parallel, you know, like, uh, and then change people's minds about stuff. And I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to get up and do it. And I don't know, that's it. Yeah, that was profound on that (laughs) note. You've earned the rest. Brooke Barcel, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out and doing this. Thank you so much. And thanks for hosting these shows and all you do for the scene. Absolutely. All right.